Happy Reformation Sunday. Yesterday uh, was a long day. I, we were here. There were a bunch of us here. We went and we uh, dealt with a huge tree down by Peace Chapel that we had cut down and we're cutting it up. And as, as Matthew and I were talking, this is the most exercise we've done in like six months. I can still almost touch my toes this morning, so I count that as a win. Uh, and then I had, uh, you know, various other things for the family and, and running around, some errands, some, some things I had to do at the house. It, it got to 7.30 last night, which was when my team was playing on, on the TV. And, and I tell you, I sat in my couch. <laughs> Have you been there? The, the scripture begins today as Jesus is talking and he says, whoever abides in me is my true disciple. And abide, that's a, a great word, but it's not a word you use every day. And, and the way, well, I abided in my couch yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Have you been there? It, it means you, you sit there, you stay there, you dwell there. You want to be there. I wanted to be on my couch and I got called away from it a couple times for various other things. And, and when I did, I was fighting because I wanted to abide in my couch. Happy Reformation Sunday. Maybe we're supposed to abide in something different. Jesus says, abide in my word, sit in it, dwell in it, rest in it. When, you, when you're pulled away from it, it's okay to, because we're called to abide, to remain in God's word. That's, in, in so many ways, that's the story of Martin Luther, right? This monk that lived over 500 years ago, who changed the world. And, and it all began for him because he abided in God's word. Right. His story was he uh, he was uh, his parents wanted him to be a lawyer and he was walking through a thunderstorm one day and a thunder a bolt of lightning hit close to him and he cried out, oh, my goodness, St. Anne, help me. I'll become a monk. And so because God delivered him, he committed himself to a life of service to the church and he became a monk, much to his father's chagrin. And he began this journey. And, and by the looks of it, whenever you look at Martin Luther, you see a guy that looks like he's got it all together. You know anybody like that? <laughs> We're all like that. We all put on this face that we've got it together, right? And looking at Martin Luther, he looked like a, a guy, a monk who was faithful, who was obedient, who was serving God and serving God's people. And he, he had it together. He was doing all the, the right stuff, all the churchy stuff. But internally, he really wrestled with who he was, with God's judgment, have I done enough? Am I right enough? Am I good enough? That, that's what he wrestled with. And it tore him up. And the thing that delivered him in so many ways was his abiding in God's word. It was in, in about 1509 is when he started to teach the Bible at the local university, Wittenberg University in Germany. He began his studies and he, in three years, he got his doctorate in biblical theology in 1512. And he began and became the chair of the biblical theology department there at Wittenberg. And, and, and so that meant that he 
for his job, for his passion, for his calling, he dwelled in the word. But he still wrestled. He still wrestled with God's judgment, with the righteousness of God. And what, what does that mean? And, and there's so many things about the righteousness of God that that, that can be scary. And he heard that as a, a word of judgment, that there's no way that I can do enough to be right with God. But as the Spirit had him dwelling in the Word, he came to a revelation that changed things. That revelation was that the righteousness of God is is a gift that Jesus gives, not something we need to earn. That that you aren't made right by God by what you do. You are made right in God's eyes by what he has done. Later in his life, he called it an alien righteousness. God's rightness is outside of you, but it comes to you. And it claims you. And it names you, and it makes you good. All because he dwelled in the earth, in the word. Right? This led to so many things, and we're not going to go through a history lesson, but but I want to tell you, what does it mean that the rightness of God is a gift given, not something we earn? That that's the gift of the Reformation. That's the gift of why we're here. That's why Luther translated the Bible, as Miss Meredith shared, into German, the language of the people, and from there to so many other languages. Because there's something powerful about the truth of God revealed in the word that changes things. As I shared, we were, we were sawing some things down by Peace Chapel. There was a, a giant, if you've been there, you may remember, there was a huge white oak tree. Enormous. And uh, earlier this week, we had to have a tree company come and cut it down. Because it was rotting from the inside out. So we cut it down. You can go down there uh, later today or down the road, and, and you'll see that there's still a huge part of the trunk that's there. And as I climbed up on the fallen tree that, that was there and I looked down, there was a, I mean, the, the, the tree itself was this big, and there was a hole in the middle that big. The core was gone. The integrity of the tree was in jeopardy. It had lost its strength. It's lost its ability to stand. There there was still good wood and good things happening elsewhere. But man, the, the core part, the most important part was, well, it was soon to become pretty dangerous. When Jesus says, abide in my word and the truth will set you free, what, what he's telling us there is, the, the, the core of our faith, the, the part that makes our faith and our lives filled with integrity, is Jesus. That, that's where our strength comes from. That, that, that's what Jesus does. See, Luther was living in a time when, when the, the church, as it was in that day, was, was adding a whole lot 
that, that you needed Jesus, but you also needed all the things the church was teaching. In those days, it was indulgences. It was you needed to, to make sure you, you did the right things and you acted the right way and you, you, you filled out the right paperwork. and you did, there, was, there was Jesus, but there was all this other stuff. That we had this alien righteousness of God, but we, man, I, I don't know about you, but they, they, they tried to make their righteousness themselves. They added stuff in. And the problem with adding stuff in is it disintegrates the core. Jesus plus is no longer Jesus. The gospel plus is no longer the gospel. It erodes the very heart of our life of faith. Scholars and historians will tell you that the Reformation began October 31st of 1517. It was then that Luther tacked those 95 theses on the wall of the church door at Wittenberg that said, hey, these are some things we should talk about. Luther will tell you, he did tell us in his writing, that that event was pretty spectacular in what it did in changing the world. But the the truth of of the core of who Luther was and, and what changed him happened earlier. When he was abiding in the word, he tells the, the story of trying to understand God's word and this truth about righteousness. And it was in his reading and his time spent, invested, dwelling, sitting with the word that God revealed this to him. I think we can faithfully say the true start of the Reformation began with a rogue monk in his private time in God's word. And that changed the world. Because there his core was right. It was Jesus. And so as we continue to live in this world, in this post-Reformation day, and one of the, the, the mantras of the church that came out of the Reformation is that the, the church is constantly reforming. We are constantly shifting. We are constantly changing. Because we want to make sure, Lord, help us. We want to make sure that the Spirit always makes it so that Jesus and Jesus alone is at the core of who we are. It's Jesus. It's always been Jesus. It always will be Jesus. And so as we live as Reformation's children, the question is, have we learned from our father, Luther, that the power of God's word is what changes us? Are you in his word? Are you sitting with it? Are you dwelling with it? Are you in it? That's where the power comes from. 
that's where you're set free. In these pages. Because these are the words that point to Jesus. You want to celebrate the Reformation? Pick up your Bible and read it. Dwell with it. Sit in it. Could just change the world. Luther spent, uh, uh, last point, Luther spent uh, uh, every year of his life from that point forward, twice a year, he would re read through the entire Bible. I don't do that. Just my confession to you. But there's something beautiful towards the end of his life. You know what he said? He says, if scripture was a giant tree, I've looked at every branch. I've shaken every limb. I've enjoyed the fruit of the tree of life of God's word. Abide. Sit with it. Open it up. Read it. It could just change you and set you free. In the name of Christ. Amen.